home of the stars, through the airwaves and on the big screen. Coming to you live from Hollywood, it's Rated G Radio with your host, Garrett Miller. You know, my favorite thing about $6 gas, besides the fact that it's $6 gas, because it must be really fantastic to put in your car, is the fact that uh, most days now it is absolutely helping on reducing the amount of cars that are on the road. So whether they price them off the road or people are just being more selective about when they're going to be driving, I love it because that gives me time to race home after work so I can get stuff done like feed the puppies, take the trash out, and get ready for our next hour of power. Tonight, we're going to be welcoming back our guest co-host, Rebecca Fisk. She's one of America's top 50 psychics, and this is not a psychic call-in show, so I'm always still shocked at how many people who are not reading the show page that this is a chit-chat show, and if you'd like to call in and chit-chat with us, we will love to talk with you. But if you're calling in to ask Rebecca a question that is of a psychic nature, nay, nay, I say, nay, nay, that's not tonight's show. Tonight's show, we're just going to sit here and gab. And maybe take a sip of water. So here we go, folks. Next hour, we're going to have Rebecca on in just a couple of minutes. I'll remind everybody, next week, we have Rob Watson, who's the host of Rated LGBT Radio. He does that show live Thursdays at 2 o'clock Pacific time. And the week after that, we're going to wrap up our spring Rated G Radio weekly specials with Stephanie Gerard. She hosts the very popular Journey with Stephanie podcast that we host here on the network once a month. I'm going to take the summer off and spend Monday nights being outside in the sunshine We'll regroup in the fall and come back for more programming. We're probably going to be doing some special shows this summer um, with, I call them the Randos, Rando, uh, Rando guest co-host. But I'm not sure what we're going to be doing yet, so no promises of content other than we're going to be doing some fun stuff this summer. You will be able to have regular weekly shows with Rated LGBT Radio with Rob Watson just to give you that as a heads up. You can also take us with you on Apple's podcast and iTunes. Um, you know, we're there. We're also on iHeartRadio. Take us with us, uh, you know, on the road. You can listen to all of the shows, the past shows. There's something like 600 of them that are archived that you would be able to listen to um, back from even day one, 11 years ago, when Rebecca and I thought it was cute to do a radio show with a speakerphone. You know how terrible that sounded, Rebecca? <laughs> Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it was horrible. Uh, what, a, what a stroll down memory lane, though, 11 years ago. Back in the day, yes. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, anyway, welcome back to the show. It's been a month since I've talked to you. How's your month been? It's been good. It's been good, you know. Uh, I will say I have no complaints, and I, and I know we can always find something to complain about, but I got to say, um, you know, I'm pretty content at the moment. So. Well, let me ask you about your contentment of this environment <laughs> of which we call a Monday night. So you are back to walking on your your daily or semi semi. You do this several times a week with your friend Danny. So tell me about your walking because nice. I, I have to update you on my exercise. Okay. Uh, well, before before the infamous fall and shoulder surgery, 
uh, we were walking uh, about eight miles once a week. Um, we had, we actually, we had done a lot more walking during the pandemic because when our kids were doing virtual school, we didn't have to get up, you know, to take them anywhere. So we were doing about 14 miles a week there for quite a while. And then, of course, as things started opening up and the kids went back to school, darn it, now we can't do that because we have to take the kids to school. So where we are now is Wednesday mornings we walk at 5, and we have roughly an hour, so we usually do almost three miles but not quite. Uh, Friday mornings we try to do a little bit more also walking at 5, um, closer to three miles, give or take a little. And then Saturdays are now our, our long walks. And so I started walking seven weeks ago post-surgery and the first week we did one mile and I was exhausted and barely made it because I was so tired but the next week we added a mile and the next week we added a mile and a mile and a mile and uh, so Saturday we did seven miles so seven miles in seven weeks and the goal is to get back up to eight we'll see if we do that next week Um, and in the meantime I was talking to our very dear friend, Cindy, who we have spoken of before on this show. Love Cindy. Love Cindy. And um, I was saying, you know, I'm just having trouble staying motivated with the shakes and the food right now for whatever reason. Well, and actually, I know the reason, which I can come back to later. Uh, But she said, well, you're walking. Why don't you just try to do your 10,000 steps a day? And I went, I can do that. So that was on Sunday a week ago. So Monday, I got my 10,000 plus steps in. Tuesday, I didn't get a 10,000 steps in. I think I got maybe close to 4,000, but I was just tired. And Wednesday, I did 11,000 steps. And then Thursday, my hips and my knees and my ankles hurt. And I thought, I need a day of rest. So I took Thursday off. Friday, we did 3.3 something miles. And then, of course, Saturday, we did seven miles. And then Sunday, I took the day off for rest. So After talking to my acupuncturist and talking to my physical therapist, the advice that I have been given, and I trust both of these people implicitly, they've said, you need two days off a week, period, to rest. So pick the other days, pick maybe three days a week that you do walking, and then the other days, you know, do something else. And so I have been given permission to get back on my climber, which I love, which gains muscle in my quads really fast, which is another reason why I love it. And I can, I can climb on that as long as I use the stationary handlebars and not the ones where my arms go up and down. I can't do that yet with my recovery. But um, so I got on my climber last week and I did the equivalent of a, I did about 1100 steps on there, which is not bad. It's about, you know, about a half a mile's worth of walking, but um, but I could feel it in my quads the next day, and it made me really happy. So that's where I am as of today. Had physical therapy, so I also am throwing in um, shoulder exercises. Um, so uh, I joke around that the physical therapist does the work on me after I do all the exercises, and they, I, I just say, look, you're just being really annoying because, frankly, mm-hmm. it hurts. <laughs> but, um, you know, I know that it's all, quote, unquote, good pain, um, so that's where I'm at and, and actually feeling excited about it, feeling hopeful and excited and um, looking forward to getting more of my muscle tone back after being laid out on the couch for a while after surgery. Well, good for you. That's awesome. 
So, yeah, thanks, and I'll keep you posted. I will definitely keep you posted. So tell me about your exercise routine and what you're up to. Well, I bring this up because you and Danny have been doing the 10,000 steps or walking every day, you know, all of that. And quite frankly, it annoys me because I wish I were doing that as well, and I'm not. So, okay, you know that this last year, my job where I was running around uh, kind of transformed into a job I'm just sitting on my fat ass. And with that, um, I had a shoulder injury in Crimea River, and then I felt sorry for myself, and I had gummy worms, and I gained weight back, and blah, blah, blah. So here we are. And um, I've been going into the mindset I need to get back into intermittent fasting, which means really no food after I get home from work, no snacking, none of that. All of this is great, but I still need to like move my body. And depending upon the day of the week, Rebecca, I just don't have time to do, you know, like the hour workout in the morning. And by the time I come home from work, you know, with everything going on, that's just not going to happen. So I'm sitting at work and I was having a conversation with my manager and the topic of getting a stand up desk came up. And I said, well, I would like to get Uh one of those. So we talked about the particulars about how to procure a stand up desk and then she said, you know what I would really like? I would like an under-the-desk elliptical. And I said, what are you talking about? And can I have some of that crack, please? Because that sounds fantastic. <laughs> and so she said, it's, you know, it's just like an elliptical machine you put underneath your desk. And I said, I have an elliptical machine at home. That does not happen. I've got the handlebars. She goes, no, no, no. So 30 seconds later, I race out to my iPad and I look it up on Amazon. And sure enough, you can buy an under-the-desk elliptical that you can either stand up on if you have a stand-up desk, or if you want to sit and do it in your chair like a recumbent bike, you can do it that way too. And so I carefully did my research, you know, like the people that, um, you know, unlike, so I'm going to give you an example. Cindy does research. So our friend Cindy that we're talking about, (laughs) if Cindy just says, this is what I bought. You don't need to do any research because she's spent 72 hours doing research on More something. That. You'd spend More maybe that. seven minutes. <laughs> so if Cindy yeah. says this is what she did, you just know that's the best answer. Okay, so I did my research, Rebecca. And that means that I probably spent oh, maybe at least nine minutes looking around at the different options. Anyhow, so I picked the one that I picked. It was like $140. It's now dropped down to 119 which makes me so darn mad. And I ordered it and it showed up about a week and a half, two weeks ago, I think two weeks ago this week. And so I put it together and for every day while I'm sitting at my desk where my butt would just keep getting wider and wider and wider. I am now actively eating. I'm not snacking during the day like I have been for the last year. And I'm back to eating just vegetables and protein at lunch, um, my isogenic shake in the morning. And then when I come home at night, I'm having lemon water, magnesium water, which I just absolutely love, and um, rarely anything else. So I'm, you know, diet-wise, back on track, and I'm doing what I should. But I'm trying to be more like Rebecca here. And this is why I asked you about how much you're doing, because I'm now trying to get 10,000 steps in. Now, when I'm sitting at my desk, I'm... I don't know, averaging anywhere from about 6,500 to 11,000 steps as I'm sitting there doing it like a bicycle. And today was the first day that my stand-up desk just arrived yesterday. So I got it all put up, and so I have it at my desk. And 
I'm trying to do it the elliptical way where you're standing up doing this. And it takes a completely different amount of coordination and core strength to do this without falling over. So I'm doing this, mind you, well, I have my headset on talking to clients and not trying to sound like I'm an obscene caller going, tell me about, you know. So I think okay. when I'm talking to people, I have to like not do the elliptical and then just like stop. But then I'm just bouncing, which is great for the core. But today, Rebecca, first day trying to do this standing up, you know, I would just cruise through the morning and get, you know, my seven, eight thousand, nine thousand steps in. And then if I got anything else, then it's just a bonus. And I think I got about twenty seven hundred steps in uh, doing it the elliptical way. And then after lunch, I was like, oh, my God, my legs are just going to like die. Let alone, so tomorrow I know my butt's going to hurt. My hamstrings are going to hurt and probably my core is going to hurt. And I'm very excited. But I sat down the rest of the day and I got about 6,700 steps in, I think, is what it ends up being. But um, no 10,000. But, um, yeah, so I'm going to be there in spirit with you now, indirectly in my suit, um, doing the political avenue and up deck. I I think it's awesome. I think it's great that you're doing that. Well, it's it's, it helps me feel better about doing a workout in the morning or not getting as much done as I'd like. So on my days off after Wednesday and Friday, then I get my regular workout done and just do that. Very accomplished Sunday morning. I go in late. I can get that done. I feel very accomplished. And the days I just you know do whatever I do at work. Okay, so. so there's a little cutting in and out, and I don't know if it's on my end or yours. It's yours. Do you have anybody? I sound, it's my end? You sound You sound great. Okay. Because sometimes you're kind of uh, 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 when you're talking to me. Well, I'm like that in person, too, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't think you're that way in person. <laughs> okay. Uh, 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 uh. I don't know. I don't know. You sound great on my end. Okay. I was just checking. I don't know. Uh, I could hang up and try to call back in. Or do you want to hang up and try to no, call you back sound, in? No, you sound great now. You sound great now. Now so I I'm do. Gonna, okay, who knows? I'll just take it. Well, yeah, who knows? That's all right. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so um, now well, that we talk about exercise. Well, you're inspiring me with your food. Yeah, well, well you're inspiring we me with your food thing. Yeah, so, and I actually, you know, today has been great. You know, I had my shake first thing. I had coffee first, I did. But then I had my shake and... You know, I've I've watched what I'm eating as I put it into my mouth, <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. but I, you know, I'm good today. Like I'm, I was really mindful of the calories, kind of watched the quality of the stuff I was I was eating, and I do feel better today. I definitely feel better. So, uh, my intention is to keep going on this trek now, because um, I kind of I know where I want to go. But I also mm-hmm. know that it's it's baby steps, and I don't do the all or nothing anymore. Now it's like let's look at the wins. So I'm doing that, and um, and I'm feeling I'm feeling really hopeful and and excited actually at this point. Right um, on. A big part so of what it else is, is getting on, on the climber again. Well, yeah. What else is well, going I know you on? love that. <laughs> I do. I love my climber. Um, yeah, so I'm excited. It's like, woohoo. I, and, and you know what? I am super proud of myself because it is not a clothes hanger. So many people talk yeah. about, oh, I got the elliptical machine and yep, it's a clothes hanger now. <laughs> like, no, the only, the only time I've ever done that is when I have it positioned close to the heater because I have one wall heater in my, my 1930 apartment. 
Um, and so it happens to be in the living room where, <laughs> where there's no insulation. But anyway, my climber is out there. And so occasionally when it has rained, because it rains so often here, uh, I have actually hung a, a jacket on the handles because it's by the heater and that way the, the jacket will dry. <laughs> oh, that's very smart. But that's the only time. That's the only time I've ever used it for that. Uh, what else is going on? Oh, my gosh. Okay, lots of stuff. The first thing that I want to mention is one of my friends, Ariella, she's amazing, uh, has managed to, I don't know exactly all the details, but she is hosting a family from the Ukraine. They just got here. Oh, wow. I think three days ago. And she lives on a property where they have a little, like a little guest house in the back. I don't know if it's like a little pool cabana or what, but... um, she lives in one of the lots on, in Long Beach where there's, you know, there's more space. And so she hosted the family from the Ukraine, and, and from Ukraine, I should say. And I think there are, I know there are at least four kids. Holy um, cow. And, yeah, and I, I don't remember much else. I just know that I met the dad when I, you know, she said, look, you know, do you guys have anything you can donate? And I said, well, yeah, I've got clothes. I can do this. I can do that. So finally she comes back and she says, we don't need clothes, but you know, this is the really hot days. And she said, do you have a fan or do you have an air conditioner? I said, yeah, I can bring a fan over right away. Mm -hmm. So I took a fan over there and she comes out and she brings Yuri with her. And, you know, we, we give him, it's one of those tall oscillating Blender fan. Sure. And he just walks over and gives me a hug and it's like, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I said, well, you're welcome. I'm just glad you're here. And he said, you know, what normally is a, is a couple of hours drive took them three and a half days. Oh. They all had, they all, um, there were three times that the Russian paratroopers came down and were landing near where they were. And then um, in one case, uh, there were bombs going off where they were mm-hmm. as, as they were trying to leave to come here. But they made it, and they're here. And, you know, I have no complaints about anything. For sure. And I can what, tell, is there anything know, else they, yeah. they still need right now? You know what, I will, I, I, I promise you, I will reach out and ask. I think they're okay for the time being, at least right now. They're just staying, you know, with my friend. Uh, don't know how they're going to get themselves established or when they're going to be looking for a place of their own. But for right now, they're here and they're safe. And frankly, um, I think they're just trying to get out of the fight or flight response. Right. Because... It's, it, I'm sure that it'll take a little while for that and, and maybe a long time. I don't know. The youngest is 10 months old. The oldest is 15 years old. Wow. So they have several kids. And, um, but he was absolutely lovely. I think he hugged me three times. And, uh, you know, it brings up my own, you know, what my parents' families went through. Uh, because my my father's family left Austria because of Hitler, and my mother's family left Germany because of Hitler, and most of my mother's family was killed. She and her immediate family got out. Uh, she had one aunt who already lived here in the States, and then when I was about 20 years old, she found out one of her cousins got out. But, um, you know, I keep thinking to myself, I'm so glad my parents are no longer living, because I think 
they felt like they endured everything they endured because hopefully that was the end of it. And, and my generation would get to skip the trauma of that kind of thing happening. And yet here we are. So it's, um, you know, the, the, the thing about history repeating itself and the fact that souls have, you know, what I put under the umbrella of lessons to learn, you know, it hasn't changed a whole lot. So, uh, I try to look at the positive and I try to focus on the good. Uh, but it really only takes one crazy person to ruin your day. That is a true statement. Yeah. So, thankfully, well, there aren't too many of them. <laughs> yeah, well, that's for sure. So um, ask, I mean, I know that you said you'd ask. Um, so I'll if anybody's her. listening and um, you know that there are ways that that family needs help or they know of other families that could use help, uh, we'll post it in the Rated G Radio page on Facebook, and you can get more information there. So that's how we'll communicate that with you. And if you'd like more information, again, go to ratedgradio.com or the Facebook page for Rated G Radio, and we will update you there. But boy, I, um, I, I have um, a real need to help those people. So I don't, I don't even know where that came from, but you just let me know and it will be a pleasure. I, I so. will definitely let you know. So that's mm-hmm. one of the things that's new. Uh, that's definitely new. Oh, so did I tell you that my ex got a Tesla, a self-driving Tesla? Um, no, but that uh, okay. for a variety of reasons, that is so interesting. Isn't that interesting? Well, okay, so let me, let me qualify this. Okay, so first of all, yes, I'm divorced, and the truth of the matter is he's a really great guy. He's a very kind-hearted, generous person. We get along phenomenally well now that we are not married and we, to each other, and he lives down the street gets along great with our kid. They have a great relationship. Um, and I could not be happier or more proud of the way we have done this situation of being divorced and yet still being a family. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, he <laughs> waited years to buy his last car, which was a Mini Cooper. And he had that car. It's now 10 years old and finally decided he really wanted to get a Tesla and has been looking at them for a while. And our kiddo is getting old enough that, you know, there will be driving in the fairly near future. So, uh, so my ex went ahead and got a Tesla. And, you know, they had rented one a couple of times for road trips and taken this, you know, rented self-driving cars and went on these road trips. My, my ex does not like to drive, but now he likes to be in the car because it drives itself. Mm. So, so our kid has been, Mom, you got to try the car and you got to drive it and you got to do this and you got to do that. And I've been saying, No, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. And the thing is, I'm typically not afraid of this kind of stuff. Most of the stuff I think is fun. But I have to tell you, after falling and getting hurt and all of that, my comfort zone has been much smaller than it was before I got hurt. Uh-huh. And as I'm getting better and better, and feeling more grounded and centered and sure of myself, I'm starting to feel like I can stretch out of my comfort zone a little bit. So I've driven the car a couple of times. Basically, my ex is like, yeah, anytime you want to take it, it's totally fine. Um, So yesterday we went out and and played, and I actually, we did the self-driving thing. Now, the other thing about this particular car, they have performance models. And I know that the one that that I drove yesterday will do 0 to 60 in 2.6 seconds. (laughs) 
And there's apparently there's another model that'll go, that'll do it even like in less than two seconds, zero to sixty. So there's no gears. There are no gears. That's wild. Cars. So there is no. Uh, 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 there isn't that. You don't have to wait for the gears to catch up. Okay. And so you just push on the car. You just push on the gas, and it goes. And frankly, I got to tell you, I didn't floor it or anything, but it was fun. Ooh, <laughs> we were actually, la la. We were driving on PCH in Huntington Beach, and you know where the light turns green and it's a sixty mile an hour zone. I'm like, okay, you ready? And my kiddo's got this huge grin on on her face. So it was it was fun. So, yep, took that out for a spin and tried the self driving and went, okay, it's a little weird. Because you kind of like, it wants to stay in the center of the lane, and it's actually centering itself based on the lines in the car next to you and all this other stuff. And so sometimes I, I feel like I want to take the wheel, and then, of course, that turns off the, the self-driving. <laughs> but, um, but it was fun. It was fun. So we did that. Uh, so that was, that's a new thing. Um, and, of course, you're talking about the gas prices. You know, diesel, I have a diesel car um, and a clean diesel car. And, of course, the diesel prices are not cheap either. But thankfully, I get better gas mileage in my current car than I did my gasoline car that I had before this one. So I'm grateful for that. But the, um, the electric car is much more cost-effective. <laughs> so. So, so did Dave have to get a special charger for the car installed in his house? Because I know it doesn't run off of a, a regular, um, you know, like a regular plug. Uh, he did not get one. You can get one, but there are charging stations that are they're fairly popular. You know, okay. so sometimes so, when you go to shopping centers and stuff, you can see yeah. them all parked and plugged in. Yeah, and it, they charge for that, but it's it's much cheaper. I think they said it costs less than twenty bucks to get a full charge. Yeah, and, and so and I guess go for, for where he lives, where is there a charging station nearby? Is there one fairly close? Uh, there, let's see, Cerritos Mall, Westminster Mall, I think. Um, and okay. I guess you can actually use regular charging stations as well, but it's not as cost effective. The Tesla ones are super cheap. Mm, okay. Yeah, Good they're cheaper. Know. So, yeah, so, yeah, so there's that. Uh, gosh, let's see what else. Um, you know, I I just I'm feeling good about things about my life and where I am and um, spending more time being grounded in my body. It's a it's a, I just feel differently. I feel differently in my life. Good. So how's school um, going for you? School is good. I just had a week off, so we just started back today. The, the brilliance of this genius who put this thing together. Uh, we have a week off every month because the curriculum is so intense. <laughs> we need it. Um, you know, because basically each week we have a lecture, and then we have a video that we watch, and then we have practicals, you know, basically, and a meditation. And, you know, it's a lot of incorporating um, science with spirituality, with breath work, with meditation, uh, sexuality, bringing all of it together. And this first whole trimester is about us working to heal our own issues. And so, you know, we're talking about really looking at things within ourselves at a very deep level. And it is, um, it's awe-inspiring at one level. And at another level, there's a lot of crap that comes up, a lot. And I've noticed I have a very short fuse now. And 
there was another, there have been a couple of other women from the classes who have talked about how, is this normal? Because I'm feeling really angry and I don't have a long fuse and it's like, I'm just like noticing I'm having these behaviors that I've never really had before. And I said, well, I'm having the same experience. I can't tolerate BS anymore. Like I won't dish it out, but I can't tolerate it anymore. And I don't have patience for things that I that I used to tolerate. That just, I mean, I know that sometimes, Garrett, there's some of the things I've put up with, you've rolled your eyes at me like, why are you doing that? <laughs> and now <laughs> I, don't, I don't do it anymore. Now I'm just like, oh, I didn't like that. I'm not doing that. <laughs> um, and so it's really interesting. Part of the result that I'm seeing is I'm speaking up much more than I ever have. And when I have a reaction to something, I'm noticing the reaction and I'm, I'm able to identify why I'm reacting and what it's like, what's the memory that's triggering that. And then I'm actually able to kind of process my way through it. So it only takes a few minutes for me to go, ah, and then, oh, okay, wait, that's this and this is that other thing and mm-hmm. you don't have to have that reaction anymore. But then also it's like, wait a minute, I need to address what, why did this come up and what about this current situation do I need to address? And then I'm, finally, I'm finding the language to address it in a way that's uh, meaningful and effective. So I'm seeing some big changes in myself, and I'm really grateful for that. Um, and I know you know I've been doing a lot of work on myself for a long time. So mm-hmm. it's nice to see the payoff happening. Um, and other people have noticed it too. So uh, it's it's um it's peaceful. It's peaceful. I have a lot more peace in my life, mostly because I don't have any. Well, I don't. Ha- I can't say I don't have any. The overthinking part of me has basically been put to rest because overthinking comes from anxiety. And I didn't. I and people wouldn't look at me and think, "Oh, you're an anxious person." N- nobody would say that about me. But I definitely have had a brain that's working on overdrive a lot. And that's not really happening so much anymore. Good. So it's a different energy. Yeah. Yeah. So what's new in your world? <sighs> Let's see what's not more. Um, oh, okay. you were dating. Wait, wait. I want to hear more about the, the update on the dating. Well, since last month, I've had exactly zero updates. So there, that can conclude <laughs> that one. Well, that um, was quick. <laughs> I, I know. You would just think, you know, and I don't know. Okay. So I am open to dating again, um, except that just like Rebecca, I don't have the time for a lot of bullshit. So um, for anybody who, by the way, I do not want to be set up. I don't want your you to go, oh, I know somebody who would be perfect for you. Trust me, if they're perfect for me, we will find each other without your assistance. Um, thank you very much. All of you matchmakers out there, take a back seat. So uh, with that being said, here I am whining about, well, you know, where do you get to meet people? I don't know how to meet people, blah, 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 blah. But I will tell you, I really just don't think that at least in Huntington Beach, there are a lot of places for people like myself of a certain age on a repeat of 29 years old for almost as many years um, that you can you know, go around and just hang out and meet people. 
Um, or it could be that you can do that, but I just have no patience for people and therefore don't do it. I think the latter is probably more accurate than not. Um, but it is shocking to me that it is next to impossible to get somebody to agree to go out on a date, which, and I mean a date meaning, um, let's go meet at a restaurant, have a dinner. I'll even buy, you know, I've got a dollar or three and have a nice conversation <laughs> for an hour and see if there's any type of a connection. You would think that's like the, you know, that's like unleashing Russia's state secrets or something like that. It's next to impossible. So I don't really sweat it a whole bunch. Um, and, you know, I, I'll, I don't make a lot of effort, but I, I'll, you know, throw some feelers out there every once in a while and just see what comes back. But at the same time, every time something is not happening, I recognize very quickly now, and this is dating or work or whatever. If something is not happening, I'm like, ooh, this is for my greater good. Okay, there's a reason that so-and-so is not responding to me, or there's a reason why this is not happening at work, or there's a reason this is happening at work. And so I'm trying to appreciate whatever actually is going on in my world, which sounds like such a non-answer to give you, Rebecca, but I really am conscious of when things aren't happening and going, oh, okay, this is cute. There's a reason for this versus why doesn't anybody like me? I'm going to be a big whiny baby. And now, because nobody wants to hear that, you know? So anyway. Well, and that's not, and, and you know that that's not true. So, and I, I agree not with true. you. It's like it, that it, well, first of all, you're not a whiny baby, but also it isn't, why doesn't anybody like me? That's not it. It's that if you're, and, and, you know, you're somebody who's gone through a lot of transformation in the time that I've known you. Mm-hmm. And That's very fair. The re- yes. The re- and the beautiful transformation, <laughs> gorgeous, awesome, tremendous. Yeah. Much you know. better. And so the, the thing is, well, I've always loved you. It doesn't matter. But as long as. And I, you, and it doesn't matter. But yes, yeah, we're, we're both much better off today than we were 10 years ago. Right. I absolutely agree. So, but the thing is, that as we change from who we were and, and continue kind of evolving, if you will, and becoming more authentically ourselves, although you've always been authentically yourself, which I love, um, except for, I know, altering, you know, reality, but, we'll, you know, that's another story. Um, and so the thing is that it's better to not waste your time with the wrong people when right. you start to change mm-hmm. and your and your mm-hmm. vibrational energy is different, you attract different people. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of people out there who have not dealt with their BS. And if you haven't dealt with your BS, then you're going to attract other people who haven't dealt with their BS. So both of you can look at it in the mirror because you end up being a mirror for each other. Um, and some, and, and, and there, frankly, you know, there are a lot more people out there right now, I think. Well, I don't want to be judgmental, but I think there are a lot more people who are still working through their stuff. Yeah. And a lot of people settle. And I, I realized mm-hmm. that I did that for a long time. It's like, oh, somebody's paying attention to me. They must really like me. It's like, mm-hmm. well, wait a minute. There's a difference between somebody paying attention to you and somebody valuing, appreciating, and respecting you. And so, you know, I, I'm, I'm still learning. Um, but also because I don't have time for BS anymore, I won't waste my time 
trying to get to know people who aren't showing up the way that I need or want them to. Right. It's and a whole lot different. easier just I, I to say, mm-hmm. I, yeah, well, I mean, I totally agree. It's like, yeah. you know, I, I, there's somebody that, um, wait, no, no, no. you want to get up on the bed? Go, go ahead. Come on. Oh, who is it? Is it? It's, An- it's Angie, and she's trying to get, she's like, Angie. can I get up on oh. the bed? Yes, get up on the bed. I have dogs there. So cute. Like, you know, get up on the bed. Hi, anyway. sweetie. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, there's somebody that I, I've, um, you know, chatted with off and on, and, and you know, I'll just say that you're not, I mean, cute, but not necessarily, you know, like Garrett's dream date, okay? But right. And, you know, chatted, uh, met for dinner once, and this is I think, probably back in like January. And, you know, the conversation during dinner, really, you know, quite nice. It wasn't anything that was earth shattering or anything, but, you know, then it was like, okay, would you like to hang out, you know, again, go grab a bite to eat. And getting anything more than like a yes or no, or two, two word, let alone a complete sentence. If you gave me a sentence, I'd fall out of my chair, Rebecca. And, I'm just like, okay, um, you know, do you, are you interested in hanging out? Yes. Okay. Well, let's set a time. Okay. You know, it, it, and it's, you know, that type of a thing. And I'm just like, I have just, no, I'm not doing this. But nothing wrong with the person at all. Um, but I'm just like, okay, this is like Rebecca says, they're not showing up for you. Like you want to be, you know, like you should expect. So nothing wrong with that person. That's just how they communicate. I don't need somebody that communicates like that. That will just drive me up the wall. But at the same time, I don't want somebody who's like, what are you doing? Oh, did did you move to the next room? What are you doing now? What are you doing? Because I will will absolutely go ballistic on the opposite end. You know, it's like, okay, there has to be a happy medium somewhere. Who is normal out there? And then it's my version of what normal is and my judgment of you on how you should act as normal. So, (laughs) you know, anyway. Part of it is... We have to know how to communicate what we need, first of all. What, you know, because one of the things that I've learned fairly recently, it's like I didn't know how to tell somebody how I, how I feel seen, how I feel heard. Mm-hmm. And it's a thing. How do you feel seen? How do you feel heard? <laughs> well, you know, okay, so my thing is I'm not a big texter. If you want to text me little things, great. But if you're going to, but basically communicate. So if you're going to start a text conversation, I would rather have a phone conversation or FaceTime any day of the week than text because you can't hear the inflection in the voice. And so a certain someone that I happen to be on the radio with right now can be very sarcastic. So sometimes it's like, and how's your day, Rebecca? And sometimes it's like, and how's your day, Rebecca? Uh-huh. <laughs> and you don't get that in text messages, right? <laughs> right? We don't get that. There's no inflection yes. in the voice. So if you're on the phone, I can go, okay, Garrett's in a sarcastic mood tonight. Uh Uh-oh, he had a bad day, right? So I prefer phone conversations. And I want to talk to you a couple times a week. How are you? What are you doing today? How's it been going? What's new? What's awesome? You know, just talk to me. Talk to me a couple times a week. Make time to talk to me and connect a couple times a week. Love to see you a couple times. If you don't have time a couple times a week, that's okay. But just talk to me and say hi. Check in once in a while. I don't need to see you or talk to you every single day. I don't need that. I don't. I've, I have my own life. I've got a kid. I've got, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. that I love who isn't going to be here much longer. I want to hang out. Um, I've got my own business and all the stuff that that entails. I'm in school basically full time. I don't have a lot of free time. Right. So what I have time for, but make it make me a priority. Like work work it out so that we can see each other at least once a week. 
talk at least another, you know, reasonable conversation where we're connecting and finding out more about each other. Um, and then do what you say you're going to do. Show up when you say you will show up and say what you mean and make sure when you communicate with me that I understand what you're communicating in the way that you intended. So it's really not difficult. I mean, and this sounds complicated. I guess some people are going, oh, my gosh, that might be a lot of work. It's not really. It's not. It's actually less work than dancing the dance that people play with. Oh, I'm going to chase and not, you're going to avoid or, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you know, oh, yeah, you know, I'll just meet you at the corner at such and such time. Okay, great. All right, well, there's four corners and they're all shopping centers. So where are we really right. meeting? Yeah, right. <laughs> you uh-huh. know? Yeah, so, so and that's not hard. It's like, oh, there's a Starbucks. Let's meet out in front of the Starbucks, which is on the southeast corner. You know, that's right. not hard. Or if you're yeah. going to be late. Just say, hey, I'm running five minutes late. Awesome. Thanks for letting me know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's not rocket science. So these are the things that are important to me. And then, of course, we can get into the love languages and we can get into, you know, what's, what is um, appropriate conversation in, in terms of, you know, how, how do you, well, how do I put this? Um, just being clear. Just being really clear. Yeah. 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 Um, why are we so perfect, and why, why can't we attract that perfect person who's perfect us? Well, you know what? We can. Here's the thing. We are always works in progress. Always. So what we do is we attract the vibration that we are resonating at. So I will attract somebody who is at the level of health or unhealth that I am at. Mm-hmm. So in the past, I have attracted people who um, basically triggered my abandonment issues because my abandonment issues needed to be healed. They triggered my, you know, kind of being a secret kind of energy because I have a lot of that uh, in my history, um, mostly based on, on having been sexually abused at a young age and basically being told that it would be, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not supposed to say anything to anyone because that means something really bad's going to happen. And then growing up in a, in a family where children are to be seen and not heard. So I created those patterns in people, you know, at least some of the time in people that I would attract. So I would, I would attract people who would be flaky, who would basically abandon. And, and I've learned you can't be abandoned if you don't self-abandon. And what I mean by that is speak up. If something doesn't feel right or you don't like something or whatever, we have to speak up for ourselves. When we accept less than what we want in behavior by our partner or by someone we're dating and we don't say anything and we go along with it and we keep going along with it, we are actually self-abandoning. So we can only abandon ourselves. We will continue to draw the same lesson to us until we learn it, until we learn the level of self-love that says, I'm worth being present with and I can do that for myself so if somebody else doesn't want to show up for me it's not going to ruin my day you know if we're if I have a if I have you know let's say for example I'm going to meet somebody on a date and we're going to go to this restaurant and the person's a no-show I get to do whatever I want I can still go in and have dinner at that restaurant if that's where I want to eat or I can go take myself to a movie or I can go do something else Because when I take away the dependence that my happiness is based on somebody else's um, assessment of my value, 
and I know that I have my own value and my own worth, then I always have a choice about what I want to do in each moment. And it's mm-hmm. not dependent on somebody else. I get to make me happy. They don't make me happy. I make me happy. So I right. shifted my energy now. I don't self-abandon. Mm-hmm. I do speak up now. I don't waste my time with people that I go, mm, this isn't going to work for me. I don't bother. And yeah. it's like, no, I, you know, it's, so I've become much more discerning about who I spend my time with and how I spend my time. And, you know, I've worked through a lot of stuff. And the other thing is at this point in my life, I'm like, well, if we're dating, we're dating. If I, if we go out somewhere and we run into friends of yours, introduce me as your date. Right. That is the respectful thing to do. I'm not your friend. We are dating. (laughs) So I'm very clear now about who I am and how I want to be treated. And I wasn't until very recently. I, Mm -hmm. I was being confusing. I was dishing out BS because I didn't know what I really wanted. And I didn't know how to communicate what I really wanted because I was still basically operating from fear. And I'm not doing that anymore. Now I'm in this place where I have, I don't want to say I live in fear at all, but I want to say that the fear of my not speaking up is greater than the fear of a loss of a relationship if somebody's going to run away because I spoke up, because then that's not the person for me anyway. Mm-hmm. So I can you tell it changed a little, Garrett? <laughs> well, I, I think that I like what you say a lot better now than, you know, 10 years ago. For sure. And you walk the walk. Thank you. Well, I'm doing my best. Mm-hmm. I am doing my best. And some days it's hard. You yeah. know, this is the other thing. And, and this, I'm sorry, I'm making this about a dating advice show, right? I mean, I'm working on my coaching, my coaching certification for this. It's something that's really, really important. And this is um, something I also recently learned. And that is a successful relationship has to have, oh, how do I put this? Um, You and your partner have to know how to deal with conflict. Mm -hmm. So if you know how to fight, and I, I use that word very loosely, but if you know how to take ownership of your part in conflict and you're able to deal with whatever emotions come up, and then sit down and talk about everything and take ownership of your part, you have much more of a chance of a successful relationship than the couple who everything looks wonderful all the time on the surface and they seem like they get along really well and whatever, but then they go home and they have a fight and they don't talk to each other for five days. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of those. There are a lot of those kinds of relationships. There are a lot of people who are very emotionally mature, immature and don't take responsibility. And if you're not willing to take responsibility to help make something better, the relationship will not work. And mm-hmm. that's based on John Gray, the guy who wrote the Mars Venus books. He says, you know, divorce is 50-50. Relationships are 100-100. So you've got to be willing to roll up your sleeves and deal with the dirty stuff and find a way to, to deal with conflict in a positive way so that both of you feel loved and supported and nurtured even when things are really uncomfortable. And if you can do that, your relationship has a really good chance of lasting. 
Isn't it funny that I'm going to go back to like grade school or middle school or high school? We have so many classes that are required teaching that really, you know, in my opinion, don't really teach a lot. You need to know some basic math, but, you know, computers do it all. You need to know some critical thinking, but, you know, computers do it all. You need to know how to write a sentence, but computers even help you with that. One of the things or several of the things that I think that are really missing in classrooms today, several things. One, how to balance a checkbook. Not really a checkbook because nobody balances a checkbook anymore, but they don't teach you money management. They don't teach you about debt. They don't teach you about credit. They don't teach you about relationships. They don't teach you about raising a family. They don't teach you about, you know, uh, what is a, you know, a quote unquote good relationship. How do you have conversations? All they, you know, I just know that, you know, when I was doing my economics in high school, which was, I think, about a five day out of a semester, they taught me how to you know, count change back. So if I got a job at McDonald's, I could be able to, you know, give money back at the registers. But I am so amazed at the, what is deemed important. No, it's all important, but you know, you cut all the music that teaches you about math. You know, music teaches you about math because you have to not account, teaches about rhythm. It teaches so many things. They cut out art because art's expensive, but it, teaches you critical thinking it teaches you math it teaches you all these other things they cut out band that teaches you timing it teaches you you know you see a pattern here and yet you can't have any conversations about relationships or um you know uh, teen pregnancy or any of these things that are really you know probably a good idea to have some conversations about because you're sending these kids out into the world saying well just like each other and you know Nobody's really going to talk to you at home, so good luck. And uh, you, right. know, you know, just may the force be with you. And I and I yeah. I see that and I read that every day, and I'm like, oh my gosh, these kids are being set up for failure. And here you are talking common sense, Rebecca. So maybe it's maybe you're going to be like the new Mister Rogers for the next generation. <laughs> I don't know. I will tell you something hopeful though, and that is that. Uh, my kiddo, I, a mandatory class for freshmen at my kiddo's high school is personal finance. So already learned, like, how to do taxes and balance a checkbook and set up a budget for the household and do all that stuff. So learned, I think, learned about loans Mary. as well, all kinds of stuff. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Wow. I know. It's amazing. Yeah. That should be required so. for everybody. I'm very proud of your school district for making that part of your curriculum. Yeah, I think it's awesome. I, I, well, it's, and it's, uh, granted, it's the charter school. It's the, the school that's doing that. But, yeah, mm. phenomenal, really, truly, I, in my opinion, phenomenal. Um, yeah, it is interesting that we are, we are not taught real-life skills, although I seem to be aware that there are some programs that are, that are starting to come into place here. You know, the other thing, too, sure. that's so interesting to me is um, – you know, even college educations, which I am a big advocate for. However, uh, I think it's interesting that there are more and more trends of hiring people who maybe don't have a degree because Mm -hmm. they're starting to understand that people who have college degrees are really good at looking at what's required to complete 
in order to meet a goal and that that doesn't necessarily make a great employee. <laughs> right. So uh, it's For really sure. interesting. It's, yeah. well, you, you know, in my master's program at Arizona State, the chair of my committee, the best line, and I'm like, why did it take me, you know, 15 years of education to get to this point to hear this sentence because I needed this years ago. And he goes, he tells the whole, yeah. the whole classroom, he goes, you know, this degree that you're going to get, it's all cute. But at the end of the day, all this is going to show a potential employer is that you are trainable like a monkey and you can follow orders. And that is what they're going to hire you for with this degree. And it was a business degree. And I went, Okay. And then he explained further. He goes, you know, because you're trainable. What they need are people who are trainable that they can train to do things their way. So the fact that you have the right. discipline to get the degree shows that you're trainable. Now, conversely, there are a lot of people who did not go to college. I work with several people who did not go to college and do not have a degree, but they are some of the smartest people I know. And they're in the roles that they are in today because of the OT. J on the job experience that they right. got by starting at the beginning or starting somewhere and working their way to wherever they're at now. And employers, I think, are really starting to take recognition of the fact that, well, a degree is nice, but it is not necessarily the only determining factor in whether or not we're going to hire two people of equal skill and ability. You know, now you have the degree and here's somebody who has OTJ. And, you know, who are you going to pick? And then it, I think now it's a whole lot easier to get down to, well, the best fit is going to be somebody who actually can do the job, et cetera, et cetera, not just because they have a degree. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's progress in, in some ways I do. Well, we have progress. And then we have Florida who passes the don't say gay bill, you know, last oh, week God. or two oh, weeks I got, ago. I have, I have something. I, I, I was told about a brilliant response to that. Oh, good, because I'm wearing a shirt now that says, uh, just say gay. And so oh, I, like I and that supports the Florida equality um, movement that they have down there for LGBTQ rights. So I'm excited. Um, I'm excited to wear it, but I'm so mad at the state of Florida for right now. Go ahead, Rebecca. Well, that's okay. And I, I, I'm mad at other states, including Florida. Including, uh, but yeah. there was a district, including Florida, there was a district down there, a teacher who said, okay, we're going to take this all the way to the letter of the law. So now they are only going to use the pronouns they and them, no she or he, there will be no gender identification whatsoever, no sexual uh, uh, addressing or anything. So everyone will be, there will all be non-gender bathrooms. They will not refer to anyone as she or he. They will only refer to people as they and them. They will refer to parents and grandparents, not mother or father. <laughs> I mean, they basically went down, they sent a letter home to all the parents saying we're taking the don't say gay thing all the way. We're going to really look at the letter of the law and the spirit in which this is presented, and we're going to address it about sexuality and about gender. And so that's what they're wow. doing. Wow. How cool. Yeah, which I thought this is brilliant, absolutely brilliant. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. You know, there, I, there are I, some and, smart people out there. <laughs> we, we need more of them. Uh, it just, yes. and I think we've talked about this in prayer shows. I just can't get over the fact that it's 2022 and we have 
half of our nation or more that is trying to push us back into the stone ages. They, you know, talking about abortion rights again and things. Oh, yeah. People, let's move forward. What are you? Stop. Stop. Well, I know Oklahoma's law and I don't I don't know what's happened with the governor. I haven't looked at that in a few days because I try to keep my you know, I I stay on a fairly slim uh, environment Mm -hmm. of any political stuff. Um, but mm-hmm. the Oklahoma law that was getting passed that um, said no abortion whatsoever and that it's uh, a $10,000 fine for anyone who is willing to perform one. And that is in all cases. That's ectopic pregnancies, which, hello, mother, mother and child will die. Um, it's in all cases. There is, no, there, there is no exclusion for anything. And, you know, so my whole thing is abortion is a health care issue and it's a moral issue. That's the, that's the bottom line. There are health care issues that are components of this, and there are moral issues. And basically, my, my personal interpretation of the Constitution and the Bill of Rights says we separate, we separate church and state, and you have your rights to what you deem as moral versus immoral. And I have my own rights about that as well. So that's why religion is a personal thing. We're, not, we're supposed to separate church and state, in my opinion, which is all my opinion, obviously. Um, but there are health care issues that are a, are, are a component of this, and that needs to be addressed. And why are we even having this discussion again? You know, it's, um, and, and here's my take, too. Look, if you're a doctor and you're a Christian doctor and to you abortion is wrong and you don't want to perform it, don't perform it. But don't say, don't make it a law that somebody else who is looking at the healthcare piece of this and doesn't have the moral issue uh, getting in their own way, let them perform one if they feel that that's what's appropriate. And the, and the, person, the person who's pregnant feels that that's what's appropriate. I mean, it, it drives me nuts. You know, and I could talk about this for hours, about if you're going to have sex, be responsible. Yes, I know that there are oopsies, but... You know, I could I could go down a whole other rabbit hole about all of this. It's like, well, let's we should human bring this back this <laughs> summer in a summer exclusive um, sex <laughs> in America with Rebecca. Fisk. There we go. I can do that. <laughs> and get, oh, yeah. And Garrett. Maybe we'll you know, talk about dating or something. Anyway. OK, so we're out of time, everybody. It's been a hot hour of power. I tell you. And it's been my pleasure having Rebecca Fisk here as my guest co-host. We're officially taking the summer off, but that does not mean we're stopping programming. It just means, you know, Garrett wants a Monday off every once in a while. That's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so at WrestleMania. Um, Next week, we're going to be joined by, (laughs) I know, just a lap a minute here. We're going to be joined by Rob Watson the following week, Stephanie Girard. That'll wrap up April. And then we'll just come back with uh, specials throughout the summer and then come back regularly as planned in the fall. And I'm so excited you are part of this. Rebecca, I can't wait to see you in person. Um, one of these days, I'm going to ping you and say, okay, it's, we, I've got time for um, lunch at Open Sesame. So, you know, get your hair done and let's go. Um, and we're going to do in. it. I'm in. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thanks, Garrett. Thanks for having me on. It's always a pleasure. Oh, my gosh. I love our hour. Everybody, it's me been too. a pleasure. Um, again, all the links are on the show page if you want to go see any of the other hosts. Uh, my shameless plug is right there for downloading my music on Spotify. We'll see you soon. You've been listening to Rated G Radio.
With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.